Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Few things are more devastating than a loved one that's gone missing. From Wondery, The Vanished is a podcast where host Marissa Jones tells stories of missing persons that have gone overlooked. She seeks out the real story from friends and family, hoping to help them find their loved ones or at least a sense of peace. Listen to The Vanished podcast wherever you get your podcasts, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. If you were robbing a bank and you would be normally, you know, a nice bank robber and you wouldn't be trying to hurt people, I think if you were hangry, you might make more rash decisions or you might... Like if you had a weapon, you might just charge it. Well, I I just think, yeah, like you would go a little bit further than That was me talking to my boyfriend, Josh, about a very real problem that I have. When I get hangry, you'd better watch out. I've heard about hangry, but but tell me more. Okay, hangry is hunger plus anger. It's hanger. And um, it's something that happens when you're hungry. <laughs> gotcha. All right, hi, folks. I'm Will Johnson. And I'm Amy Angelowitz. You're listening to Investigation Discovery's podcast, What the Crime, where we explore the weirder, wilder side of crime. I would like to reassure you listeners that I am safe, in case you're worried. Amy recently ate breakfast, and she's not armed with anything but a water bottle, so I have nothing to fear, right, Amy? Yes, well, you have nothing to fear, at least for a few hours, until um, my blood sugar drops and ghrelin starts flooding my body. I think you said ghrelin. I have no idea what that is, but it sounds scary, so let's get to it. On today's episode, we investigate the relationship between hunger and crime. And on Thanksgiving, the timing couldn't be better. Part one, when hanger strikes. So, Will, I can speak as an authority figure on hanger. I feel like I can, since it happens to me pretty much every day, even when I have snacks between meals, which I always have snacks between meals. Really? So, yeah. So take me there. What's it like? Yeah. Um, it's, it's scary. It's all-consuming. Um, you lose control. You go into a red zone. And, and all you can see is dancing in front of your eyes visions of whatever food you're craving the most whether it be hamburgers or french fries or salad, whatever it is, dancing there before you. You can't think straight. You can't make decisions. You get really snappish. And the only thing that I want in that moment is just to be served food. I can't even go out and get my own food. I just need it brought to me. So you need like a constant supply or not constant, but a regular supply 
Yeah. A I mean, food. but I do see that's the thing that's crazy about hanger is because I feel like I do have a regular supply of food and 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 one thing is like I will feel fine and then 10 minutes later I've like crossed over. Maybe you're eating the wrong thing. Well, it's nuts? Qu- it's quite the, the yeah, I, I eat a really healthy. Oh, I eat all right. yeah. All right. It's not like a Twix or a Twix or <laughs> not something. Not like what you eat for a snack. What are you talking about? <laughs> I saw you eat a Twix oh, no, no. earlier. Twix is perfect. It's great. <laughs> that was your breakfast. Twix and a Coke. <laughs> that says enjoy a Coke with tailgate on it. That was not breakfast. It. That was brunch. Okay, I'm sorry. Brunch. Thank you very much. Technicalities here. When I'm hangry, often it's my boyfriend that's the recipient of me when I've kind of crossed over into Good insanity. Yeah. yeah, poor him. So, um, you know, I asked him what it's like to be around me when I go into that zone. And apparently I'm like a real housewife during a reunion show, um, minus all that Pinot Grigio. But anyways, here's more of our conversation. I guess I hadn't dealt with someone with the type of hanger that you have before. So it's it was when it first happened, I didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's just that you get very hungry out of nowhere. I don't think you're predisposed to, like, steal or to commit a crime. But I, I would say that it leads to a state of mind that's not balanced, you know? And so your decision-making, whatever's happening in your cortex or whatever, is not... Um, it's not who you are normally. You guys have a real vibe going on there. That's nice. Uh, but however, I hope I never see you like that. Uh, me too. And I will let you know when I need to take a snack break. So the reason I became interested in this topic Um, aside from my own issues with hanger, um, was because in searching for stories for ID's blog, Crime Feed, I was seeing an absurdly high volume of food crimes. And I'm not talking about your garden variety, stealing a loaf of bread because you're hungry, Jean Valjean style. I'm talking about full-on food warfare. All right, so tell me about that uh, food warfare. Let me me take a step back. Um, In looking at these food crimes, I find that they fall into one of three categories. So there's people getting angry about their food getting messed, with, people using food as an actual weapon, and people committing crimes when they're hangry. Let me give you an example, though, of like the first kind. So somebody's food getting messed with. So a pregnant woman named Siobhan Walker stabbed her boyfriend with scissors because, wait for it, wait for it, she didn't like the way he was preparing her grilled cheese sandwich. Well, <laughs> You're not as outraged I mean, as I am, clearly. What what was he not doing? Depends on what, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't enough butter. I'm guessing something else um, was, yeah. was going on. According to the police report, the fight started when he cleaned out the fridge. So she was clearly feeling frightened that there was a lack of food. I don't know. And then the grilled cheese just set her off. Mm. So it was two things, kind of those things were piled up on her. So another example that I hope might make you feel more outraged. There was this guy named Alan Hall who found out that his roommate had eaten three of his Chips Ahoy cookies, three, and he tried to strangle her in the bathtub. Um, yeah, so that seems, I'm outraged. That seems out, that seems extreme. <laughs> it makes you wonder, though, what was going through his head? Was was he planning on having those for breakfast? Was he hungry? Was Is he mentally ill and the incident just made him snap? What well, maybe, was it? And maybe two would have been okay. I, I honestly, I don't know. It, it is scary. And equally as scary are people who use food items as assault weapons. Hmm, that sounds kind of interesting. So what? Uh, <laughs> interesting. What? Uh, what? Scary. Well, what? What food actually? Uh, I mean, I guess I could 
make some guesses, right? Yeah. But what 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 hurts people? Let's see. Any anything that's scalding hot. Oh yeah. Or you know, like a, a can of peas, like something that has some heft and some weight to it. Mm-hmm. What other kind of foods have been used as weapons that you're aware of? Oh God, tons. A waffle, hmm. a hot dog, a slice of pizza, uh, Snickers bar, even. I, I can understand. Maybe some of those. The hot dog seems unlikely. The waffle, maybe if you're sneaking up behind someone. But it would have to be like a large Belgian. Yeah, I think the waffle story, it was like a husband who attacked his wife with like a waffle and some maple syrup. There was a case uh, in Canada. This was crazy. This guy cut a woman in line at a pizza place and she was like, hey, buddy, excuse me, which is what we would all say if someone like jumped in front of us in line when we were waiting for pizza. And he raged out and he attacked her with his piping hot slice of pizza and she had to be treated for burns all over her face and neck. You talk about weapons. So can people use hanger maybe as a defense in court? Does that hold up? In one case, it did actually hold up for a diabetic man. His name was Steve David Garcia, and he was convicted of attempted murder of his wife in 1999. And then in 2005, the Colorado Supreme Court overturned his conviction and granted him a new trial because he had low blood sugar at the time he committed the crime. Huh. So tell me more. Okay, well, the ruling said that under certain conditions, low blood sugar or hypoglycemia can meet the legal definition of involuntary intoxication as a defense against any crime. Uh, So intoxicated, you say, though, like so drunk. No, just like kind of out of your mind because your blood sugar is so out of whack. Here's how the court defined it. As an altered mental state, which can, quote, prevent rational thinking planning, deliberation, and awareness of what one was doing. All right, so what exactly did the guy do? He injected himself with tons of extra insulin, went to his daughter's birthday party, ate a ton of cake and ice cream, and then he hit his wife on the head with a hammer and ran her over with his van. Do you think he injected himself with extra insulin? So what? why? Was he planning on... I mean, I guess on... he was planning on, like, imbibing a lot of sweet. I said imbibing. Oh, and then he Eating had cake a lot and of ice sweets. cream. Yeah, but... And then he got messed up. Yeah. And then, yeah. But she didn't die. She did not die, luckily. And the jury said this was caused by low blood sugar. Yes. So I guess at this point, I'm wondering more about the science of it all. Like, what's going on in your brain and your body when you have low blood sugar? Well, we will learn more about that next. Part two the science of hanger and the effects of HALT. You may think hunger is all in your stomach and that dieting is often all in your head. But as a nutritionist, I know that hunger is actually regulated by a very complex system of chemicals that um, send signals between your brain and your body. That's registered dietitian Dara Godfrey, and I talked to her to get a better understanding of how hunger affects the brain and the body. Is hanger a real thing? I definitely think uh, being hangry is a real thing. Um, You know, we've all been there before where you feel so hungry that you're angry at everyone. It's not only, in my opinion, a trendy word, but it's science. It's an actual biochemical response to low blood sugar levels. So it's, it's the result of waiting so long to eat that your blood sugar levels drop to this dangerously low level. And unfortunately, these low levels impair your mood and uh, also likely your judgment too. So it actually uh, causes you to feel desperate and out of control. So it's basically your body goes into this fight or flight response. You said fight or flight. What are some of the other physiological symptoms that come along with the hanger phenomenon? So some 
of the, the main symptoms that people feel, irritability, being more likely to, to snap at people, the grumpiness. Uh, very interesting also um, having a harder time concentrating, even sometimes being tired. But I think the most interesting is you are often more likely to be short-tempered and aggressive. Does that sound familiar at all, Amy? Oh, all too familiar. You know, she kind of broke down the process of hunger for me in a way that I could really understand. So here's how it goes. Basically, when you go without food for a while, your body realizes there's a food deficit and responds by making you feel hungry. Now, one of the main places that's affected in this process is the part of your brain called the hypothalamus. And the hypothalamus regulates your sleep, your mood, your sex drive, your body temperature, and your hunger. And here's where ghrelin comes into the picture. A feeling of hunger revolves around this important hormone called ghrelin. Whoa, ghrelin. That sounds like, yeah, like, that sounds like, like that sounds like the appropriate word, like, I'm growling with hunger. Exactly. And actually what it does is it communicates with the hypothalamus. And it's produced in the stomach, and it uh, ends up traveling to the hypothalamus in the brain to stimulate it, and that leads to increased appetite. So what happens is it's created when your energy levels get too low, when your blood sugar drops, and you haven't eaten for a while. And I like to specifically tell patients that it's a lack of of carbohydrates or sugars. And what ends up happening is the brain then responds by creating the feeling of hunger to tell you that you need to eat. So if you've ever said, I'm so hungry that my stomach is growling, then your body was probably flooded with ghrelin. Your brain really is affected since the carbs are your brain food. So without that steady supply, what takes a hit is your are your emotions and your intellect. So in, in my opinion, um, can that, that hanger or persistent hunger mm-hmm. make someone more likely to commit a violent crime? I think the answer could be yes. Hunger not only modifies behavior, but it also changes that pathway in the brain. And it's interesting, there's this doctor who did some research in 2004, his name is Dr. Bushman, he summed it all up in an interesting phrase. Aggression often starts. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Few things are more devastating than a loved one that's gone missing. From Wondery, The Vanished is a podcast where host Marissa Jones tells stories of missing persons that have gone overlooked. She seeks out the real story from friends and family, hoping to help them find their loved ones or at least a sense of peace. Listen to The Vanished podcast wherever you get your podcasts, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. When self-control stops and the the brain, as I mentioned before, needs energy, Mm -hmm. it also needs energy to exercise self-control. And when you don't have self-control, 
that's when you often get aggressive. Grelling like a felon, Amy. That's the worst joke you've ever made, Will. I hate it, but essentially you're, you're kind of right. <laughs> so for good measure, um, I asked Dara what kinds of food can stave off hanger. And she recommended to eat a complex carbohydrate like a whole grain or starchy vegetable like corn or beans and to pair that with a source of protein since it's protein that helps even out those highs and lows in your blood sugar. Okay, so hangry people might want to try like a, a diet of Peanut butter on whole wheat. Exactly. Yes. As much as a food could inspire peace, I guess, you know, peanut butter sandwiches, people. I'm going to start eating them. And speaking of, I'm starting to feel marginally hungry. Oh, God. You're getting a little hungry. In the meantime, (laughs) while you do that, I'm going to talk to our crime feed correspondent, Barry Blitch, who also did some research on hanger. So I dug in, no pun intended, a little deeper into the science of hanger. To start, the definition. According to The Guardian and my go-to source, Urban Dictionary, hangry was first defined on the internet 10 years ago. 10 years? That seems uh, that seems like a long time. I feel like it's a recent thing. Yeah, I know, but I'm positive that even before you heard that word, you knew. I mean, really felt that feeling at some point. Also, you've probably seen the memes, you know, the t-shirts that say, like, I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. But is hangry more than an internet feel? I'm not sure what that is, but I would say yes. So you're right. There was a study a couple years ago of married couples at Ohio State University, and they found that spouses with low levels of glucose in blood exhibited more aggressive impulses and active aggression. And you want to know how they demonstrated this? Yeah. I want to know. It's fascinating. I love this point. They actually demonstrated it with the number of pins in voodoo dolls they stuck into the dolls that represented their spouses. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, the study's explanation makes sense. Basically, as we learned from Dara, it takes appropriate fuel to have self-control, and when your blood sugar is low, self-control goes out the window. So that kind of sounds like Amy's uh, story about the diabetic whose conviction was overturned because he had low blood sugar. Yep, exactly. The science of that ruling needs some unpacking, though. So I figured my best bet from here was to talk to a doctor, and I reached out to Dr. Bob Slay, who not only is a doctor, but he also plays one, he plays himself, on TV. He shared his own totally wild medical stories on the show Untold Stories at the ER, and he had a lot to say about hanger. And interestingly enough, Dr. Slay and his colleagues came up with their own terminology that helps explain all of this irrational behavior, including crime. He calls it HALT syndrome, which stands for hungry, Angry, lonely, and tired. It's like the seven dwarves, but worse. Yeah, so hungry, angry, lonely, tired, halt. That's a a great acronym. Yep. According to Dr. Slay, these chemical and emotional states of being can lead to behavior people would never normally exhibit when they're all happy and satiated. Here's more about halt. Road rage is a perfect example of what we call the halted syndrome, which is hungry, angry, tired, and lonely. So you're sitting there in that car, and you're already angry, you're hungry, you want to get home, and somebody cuts you off. You may do things that are entirely unreasonable and out of character just because of that situation. All right, very interesting stuff there. Halt. That sounds like a great blanket term for all sorts of unpleasantness. Yeah, anything you might have been familiar with? I think I feel haltiness. 
a lot of times. <laughs> well, so how was your lunch? You had lunch. Oh, it I was, hope. Yes, I did have lunch. Um, I'm feeling revived, and um, my ghrelin levels are at an all-time low. I think that's okay. how it works. Okay. Um, yeah, peanut butter on whole wheat. All right, well, you know, speaking of halt, uh, I'm reminded of a story on the Daily Mail last year about some uh, officials in Britain who decided to send first-time petty theft offenders to food banks instead hmm. of jail because they thought that, you know, hunger was a contributing factor. Oh, I think it's definitely a contributing factor. That sounds kind of brilliant. So what are the chances? You think it would work here in the USA? God, why not? I'm all for it if we could get our act together to do it. Well, and there certainly are a lot, a lot, a lot of hungry people, way more than some people might think. Part three, hungry, America's hidden shame. Okay, so we've talked about the physiological and social impacts of hanger, but as Will mentioned, we would be remiss, especially at Thanksgiving time, not to discuss the issue of hungry, specifically here in America. We put Crime Feed correspondent Emily Kaiser on the case to investigate. Hunger is a very real issue. It's actually an issue for 49 million Americans, which is crazy when you consider how much food we have in America. And also when I say nearly 50 million Americans, I'm actually talking about food insecurity. What is food insecurity? So that's a term that came out in about 2006. So it's relatively new. And it's a way to differentiate hunger that we face today versus the Depression era when you were having people gaunt, wandering the streets, looking for food scraps. Um, With food insecurity, we mean people that lack access to enough food for their household members. 49 million people. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, and it's actually kind of hard to assign one profile to this type of person. And so I was doing a lot of research trying to decide, you know, where is this issue? What kind of person is, you know, facing food insecurity? And I found this great documentary, Hunger in America. And I had a chance to talk to the filmmaker, Zach Adams. And something that really shocked me when I was talking to him was the lack of a prototype. One, you know, typical face of hunger because it affects all races, the men and women. Um, I mean, there's. We went to this one place um, in Nashville. There was a a lawyer who lost his job that was now living on the streets. Well, three years ago, he was making good money. Now he's on the on the streets. So you just don't ever know. It could happen to you. It could happen to me. Um, again, it's 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 people that you and I know. Like Zach said, hunger is faceless. It's everywhere. It can happen to anyone. Zach spent years traveling the U.S. documenting the issue. And again, I asked him, is there a part of America where you see this more often than other areas? It happens everywhere. We went to uh, uh, the capital of New York, Albany. We went to Hollywood, Los Angeles. Um, but, but, you know, I would say as far as the poorest place that we went, it was probably... Um, in West Virginia, there seemed to be a whole lot of poverty going on and a lot of obes- uh, obesity and drug use, unfortunately, happens in, in West Virginia. Uh, so we did find that out. But um, it's one of those things when the economy hit in you know, 2008, 2009, whatever it was, a lot of people lost their jobs. They were living in debt. And so they had to make a choice. And these are middle class families. Do I pay my car notes? Do I pay my mortgage? Or do I put food on the table? And a lot of times they couldn't do all three. 
that's where the food banks come in. Again, as Zach stresses, there are pockets like West Virginia where the combination of poverty, obesity, and drugs destroy lives. But it's also an issue for millions of American families. So wait, that's an important note right there. I feel like a lot of these food crimes profiled on Crime Feed that the people involved are often also dealing with drug addiction. Yeah, I guess it's like a trifecta. There's hunger, poverty, and drug addiction, and they come together and then you get these crime headlines. And you also mentioned children. Are families with kids at greater risk for food insecurity? Yes. Two-thirds of hungry families have a child at home. They also have at least one working adult. Typically, that person has a full-time job. So there's a family with a job, probably with a home, but they're living on the edge of poverty. Yeah, and they're making these decisions like, do I pay my rent and utilities or do I put gas in my car and get food for the family? And more people than ever are turning to food banks to help make ends meet. So What about food stamps? Do food stamps help at all? Food stamps do help, but they don't go very far. I remember when Gwyneth Paltrow did that. uh, She tried to live on food stamps, like for a Goop blog. She didn't last very long. Yeah, she didn't last long, and she was following a SNAP budget. And it stands for Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. And that involves the money you're going to get for the food, but then also services you would need for education on how to spend your money and nutrition. So how much money would you have to spend per month if you were on the SNAP program? So it varies a lot depending on, you know, your household situation. But I did read an interesting article about a woman named Kira Reams from Iowa. And she has a family of six and they get a whopping $650 a month for food. Wait, that's $650 a month for six people? Yeah, not per person, like total. It's kind of terrifying how she makes it work, but she does it. So she can't work outside of her home because she needs to spend all of her time preparing and budgeting for the meals along with foraging for food. She finds wild berries, mushrooms, ginger, other things like that. And then she also used the SNAP money to start growing two vegetable gardens in her yard. And she convinced her local library to get field guides so she could know what edible plants to pick in the forest. Wow. Well, Gwyneth Paltrow can learn a lesson from her. That is very inspiring, but it's also really, really upsetting that she has to jump through all of those hoops just to feed her family. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have a yard or if you live in a food desert... What's a food desert now? So another term for you. (laughs) Yeah, more. A food desert is an area or a pocket in the country, and it's actually pretty big issue across the U.S. where there aren't full-service grocery stores. So you can eat fast food or processed foods, but no, you know, produce. So you're getting calories, but you're not actually getting any nutrients. Yes, exactly. You could get soda, but you can't get milk or juice, or you could get a bag of potato chips, but no potatoes. And then on top of that, you might not know what foods to avoid because they're high fat, high sugar, high sodium. So this is all kind of leading you into that halt area. So people are overworked, overstressed, and don't have enough nutrients. And there are about 50 million people in America facing those issues. So just let that sink in. Wow. Yeah, Amy, uh, even for those who know about the hunger in America, uh, those numbers are really pretty startling. You know, I want to kind of end things on a positive note here, especially because it is Thanksgiving. I hope that everybody listening has a bounty of food on your table today and Uh, that you have enough to put you in a turkey coma to watch football for hours. But let's not forget that we can be doing more to help. Find a local food bank that you can donate to or volunteer. Yeah, and to get more info about Zach's film, Hunger in America, and find a place to donate food this holiday season, go to crimefeed.com slash hangry or follow us on Twitter at IDCrimefeed. Next week on What the Crime... 
And I've, uh, in our comatose uh, lady some years ago, uh, lady of the night, uh, we unloaded approximately $1,200, <laughs> mostly in 20s, uh, from inside of her vagina. A vodka bottle filled with urine, a prosthetic eye, a Donny Osmond poster. What the Crime is presented by Investigation Discovery, America's leading mystery and suspense network. It's produced by Will Johnson, Emily Kaiser, Barry Blitch, and me, Amy Angelowitz. Recorded and mixed by Joe Powers. Edited by Will Johnson. Music by Louis Weeks. Artwork by Anand Galat. Special thanks to Garnsey Sloan, Nellie Ryan, Kevin Bennett, and Barry Gleiner. You can subscribe to What the Crime on iTunes, and if you like us, give us a rating. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Nickelodeon was kid everything, but that marked one of the darkest chapters. Three predators worked at Nickelodeon. It made me wonder who was being hurt. Quiet on set, an ID true crime event, Sunday, March 17th at 9 on ID and stream on Max.